I did the calculations and figured that it would take 30 days, 16 hours a day for 30 days. And that's, I had 30 days to deliver it. So I just thought, well, what, am I, what else am I doing? I'll just do that. Welcome to Talk The Line, I'm Jen Long. This season, we're talking to artists about their passions during lockdown. And on this episode, I'm joined by the British singer, songwriter, solo artist, and lead singer of Travis, Fran Healy. Fran, welcome to Talk The Line. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thanks so much for taking the time. It's very nice to be here. You're in LA at the moment, right? We've been here for three years and um, it's it's nice. It's been a weird time, all these lockdowns and it's become kind of normal. It's become like kind of this weird glacial, boring normal. Yeah. Just creeping, creeping ever so, ever so slowly towards... I don't even know what it's creeping towards, whether it's creeping towards a resolution or whether it's creeping towards just more of the same. All I know is that we're cancelling shows and everyone's, can- there's no shows. We're not, no one's doing any shows. It's it's looking bad for two, it's looking bad for 2021. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's unlikely in 2021. How's like, how's it mm. been for you with lockdown? Like where were you kind of this time last year going into March when everything sort of, took a turn for the worse. I was in London in the UK and in the studio finishing the album we were mixing and I just had this weird feeling that so it was coming to the end of the week it was like Thursday the 12th of March then it was Friday the 13th and Thursday the 12th I sung my last thing that I had to sing I changed my flight because I was going to be there longer like for another week or so I thought if I don't change my flight I'll probably be stuck here for like months so I changed my flight and on Saturday I left. So Saturday the 14th of March, I, I flew back to LA and went into quarantine for two weeks because I was sitting next to this very ill looking woman on the flight. I didn't get anything, but she was really ill. Like it was, she was sick as a dog, like coughing and sweaty and all this kind of stuff. And it was because it was right at the top of, oh, nice cat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to talk about our cats in a bit, actually. Uh, yeah. So they did quarantine and, and that's when it all started, right? We, we, I remember sitting in bed and Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, coming on TV and making the announcement of the lockdown and suddenly everything went out the window. Like We were planning to do a tour and we were planning to do like a massive tour and then we were planning to do all the videos were right on the cusp of the the beginning of a, a campaign for an album that we'd already pressed the green light on. So, yeah, yeah. I I was supposed to fly to LA on the twelfth of March last year just to see some friends before South by Southwest, and I I got wow. as far as Heathrow, and then I was like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah, yeah, right. It's uh, it's it really everything went weird. There's stories of people being stranded in Spain or in with the package holidays and s- such like. But it's just been a weird, it's been a weird time. Well, I don't know how old you are, but my generation, we had nine eleven. We had now we've got this. We've both had Trump and this at the same time, which was like a double virus. Mm, yeah. Thank you so much for thinking that I'm young enough to have not been around in 2001. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that. well, that's that's good. I won't even, but, you know. It's a lot of moisturiser, that's what it is. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, so, I mean, 
we're talking about directing today as something that you've kind of lent into during lockdown because you were directing videos prior to lockdown because the Kissing in the Wind video that came out at the start of last year before coronavirus. So like, was that yeah. your first foray into directing or, or have you been doing no. it longer? Ages. I've been doing it totally ages because again, it's that thing when budgets just bottomed out handing over the reins of the visuals for your song that you you know inside out anyway and to someone who's maybe not that good it just it fills me with dread so on the album before this the first video i did was on a song called another guy and i shot it in berlin with wolfgang becker the director and um and um jürgen jürgens and <laughs> always forget his name so he's like a legendary DP. It's, it's the first video we made, and I made him. Um, we shot it all on a on a VHS camera. It's really funny. Apparently, Adam Buxton just loved this video, and he would sh he showed it loads of times on his bug nights because he just thought it was hilarious. It's a very funny video about Wolfgang, who's my mate, having an affair with each member of the band, and us finding the other guy with him, and um, it's all very amateur acting and de deliberately so. And that was the first one I did. And then I did a couple of other ones. And then I, on the last album, I made like a film, like a 30 minute film, which is all the videos for eight songs, but they all sort of go together in a sort of loose kind of way, like it's some mad trip that I'm on. And then I made a documentary about the band where I got a journalist who didn't like us to come on the road with us. And then all these videos. So I've, I've done quite a lot now. I'm getting good. And so what has it been kind of during lockdown? Is it just that you've had more time to do it or you've kind of like just, be, you know, with the limitations that we have of, of not being able to shoot in different places and not being able to like travel? Has it been something that's kind of like been more at the forefront of your creativity? It's more just because I, if I have an idea for it, like for instance, I already had an idea for the first single and I didn't even know it was going to be a single. I was I was sort of drawing. I made a, a comp, this picture of me doing a big giant scissor kick jump and then four ghosts playing guitars and drums in an alleyway in LA. Just this one image I had. And I was doing it while we were recording the song, but with nothing in mind. I had no idea it was going to be a single. It was not even talked about because it wasn't even recorded. But that picture... I thought that's quite kind of cool because I can't get the guys to be in the band. So I could maybe get people to dress up as ghosts and be the band and have a like a being a being a band of ghosts. And I was going to shoot it all. And then the lockdown happened and everyone was like not working. I was calling up producers over here and um, DPs and location scouts and all these kinds of things. And no one was working. They just they're like, no, we're not going out. So that was that. Someone in the office had suggested they, they get someone to animate the video. And I was like, the budget was like literally zero. And you know, and I know if you pay peanuts, you get, you know, monkeys. You, you, don't, you will not get a great animation video. And I went to art school. I'm really good at drawing. And I'd been drawing things for fans when everyone was on singing songs for fans, which I found a little bit cheesy. I said to fans on, online, like, tell me how you're feeling and I'll draw a picture of that and send it to you just to pass the time. And so I was getting my drawing skills back again. I draw a lot anyway, and I was sending these off. And around about the same time, my son Clay showed me this program, um, Procreate, on the iPad, which allows you to animate. And I, I was like, wow. So all of this happened at once. And I thought, I've got 30 days. 
fuck it, I'll just, I'll do it. So I told the record label, give me two weeks and I'll, I'll show you what I'm going to do. I didn't tell them what I was going to do because I just didn't want to hand it over. I think it's, I mean, it's control freaky, but I think if you've got a decent idea, then you should just do it. And I've got a great editor, amazing editor. She's like one of the best bloody editors in America, who's my mate. So I've got someone who, who knows my language and who, can, who I can get to do. And she can coerce me to do things that she wants to do. And it's good. It looks incredible. This is the video for a ghost. Oh, yeah. The, yeah the, mm-hmm. It must have taken you... I, I, when, looking, when I was looking at it, I was like, well, that's three months of work. Like, he must have been like on that for like three months, and just in lockdown, like, no gigs, no festivals. I'll just sit here and draw this whole video. But it took yeah. you two weeks. No, no, it took three weeks and, and um, four weeks, actually, altogether. The drawings, it was just a calculation. So I, I shot a test. And the test was just a very rough drawing, walking towards the door and the door opening. And that was about a second of film. And I counted the frames. It was like 15 frames per second. And then I did another test with a bit more of a detailed rotoscoping thing going on. And that took a little bit longer. And I figured that for every 10 seconds of footage, it would take 16 hours of drawing. So I did the calculations and figured that it would take 30 days, 16 hours a day for 30 days. And that's, I had 30 days to deliver it. So I, I just thought, well, what, am I, what else am I doing? I'll just do that. And it was amazing. And you know, once you commit to something, I would wake up at like 10 o'clock, nine, 10 o'clock, get the iPad out and I just start drawing. And I would draw and draw and draw and draw until like three in the morning sometimes. No. I almost like stopped for something to eat. I brought out my inner Rain Man. I was like, I went full. You know, everyone's got a little bit of Rain Man in them. And this brought out that part of me. It was actually, of all the videos, it was the easiest one to do. It's got quite a lot of different styles in it. Did you mm-hmm. like storyboard everything out? Did you kind of like pre-plan it's going to go mm-hmm. here, here and here? And I had a rough idea. For instance, the, the Edward Hopper stuff. I'm a fan. And I've got a book of all of his paintings and I'd be looking at it and thinking god they're they're this is like almost like pandemic like you know all these empty rooms and it's one person and people looking at windows and empty streets and then weirdly there about a week uh, later there was an article in the guardian talking about exactly this that was the original idea to animate an entire hopper-esque the whole thing be hopper-esque like use his paintings then I thought maybe like um, that, that might run into copyright issues or something. Yes. But as the, the idea developed, so I had this idea of me in the, the um, alleyway with the band of ghosts in my head. That's the final scene. How do I get there? And it just, animation is so slow that you've got plenty of time to think about the plot, where it's going to go to next. And so by about halfway through like a day, like 16 hour day, any hours you've you've pretty much know where you're going to take it next. So then you take it to there next, and then you draw that bit next. And eight hours into that, you go right. Well, I want to do this, and then you watch it all, and you look at there's sections that maybe go on a bit too long. So you like I would just animate little sections and, and slot them in. It's amazing. Like if if you see the um, <laughs> my um, iPad and you go through the even now even me looking at it, I'm like wow. It's like wow. It's really wow. Yeah, and there's such attention to detail as well, like the the hopper scene <laughs> with the diner, and you've got like the little ghost in the window, and then like <laughs> yeah. the street, and you've got the little Pac-Man guy. Like, were you kind of doing it, and then you like have an idea, and you're like, oh, I've got to go back and like edit and put that in. 
no, it just all happened completely all at once. It just all just, and every night I would take it and show my son. I'd be like, what do you think of that? And he's good because he's, he's quite raw, his reactions. He'd be like, that's amazing. Like, say, for instance, where the, the ghosts are kind of, that was the hardest, I think. No, there was a few hard scenes, actually. They were all hard, actually. But like the scene where the, the, the ghosts are crossing the street and the, the ghost goes past and you're having to animate three, four separate things and, and do them all kind of and do it in perspectives and do it with angles. I knew that, it's, it's, again, you just look at the material and you're like, right, what's going to happen? I, I need them to cross the road. They're on this little journey. He's just met these two ghosts. They're walking across the street. What, what will happen here? Oh, look, there's a, a cycle lane. Oh, yeah, that'd be funny if it was a ghost lane. And then maybe have a fast-moving ghost like going by and the one getting, whoa, as it crosses the road. Then there was like the other the other thing that was really hard was the car scene where the car speeds past and then like bursts over the top of the thing and goes into the third, I think it's the Third Street Tunnel in Los Angeles, what we went down and took a picture of. There was so much, there's so much in it. It's great. Thank you so much for, for being so nice and staying. It's, it's good because you kind of, you don't really know if anyone's seen it, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. a few million people have watched it online, but I don't talk to them, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's so, so impressive. And I think especially <laughs> like, it's so impressive that you could be so creative in that period of lockdown because so many people that I've spoken to and that I know you know, there was so much going on in the news and it was so overwhelming. And I feel like so many people just shut down and didn't have that capability. So I don't know whether it's yeah. some kind of like survival technique, really, to just lose yourself mm -hmm. in the zone of creativity rather than like dealing with the horror show that is going on around you or whether you're just a very gifted, disciplined person. <laughs> well, I've got a bit of both. I'm really, really sort of auto, auto furlough. I have this auto furlough button where I don't do anything. I'll literally wake up and I don't feel bad about it. I'll just do nothing for weeks. I'll just sit and just, I don't know. It's like, a. I think if you make stuff, if you're lucky enough to be a maker of things and you can make your living at that and you can afford to maybe have a couple of weeks where you just sit and just kind of look out the window. That's kind of me. But also there's this other flip side of me when there's a thing to do, I will not stop until it's done and it's done as well as I can possibly do it, especially the drawings, the animation. You're right. I, I was watching too much news, this 24 hour news cycle and in watching Trump every day again, I feel this tightness in my chest. And as soon as I started drawing, I didn't look at the news anymore because I didn't have time and it helped and it got me into that habit of not really looking at the news because you can't really change anything. Yeah, absolutely. And then I really want to talk about Huey. Um, <laughs> also, my cat Pancake, I don't know if you can hear her, but she has not mm, stopped me out. Yeah, I can hear. I'm so sorry. She's yeah. really so chill. She's just staring at me. She doesn't even want anything. Yeah, she knows She knows you're, you're talking to the cat video guy. Yeah, yeah, she's jealous. She's jealous. She wants a fart. <laughs> Huey is such a calm cat. We're talking about um, the video oh for Nina's song now. Yes. Which is, you d use deep fake technology on your cat, but then yeah. you also just have your cat in a car. Yeah. How did I you know. get your cat to fall asleep in a car? Well, like he doesn't mind the car. Like the other cat, we've got Goose, who's uh, a tabby. And if you take Goose <laughs> anywhere near a car, he just goes like, meow. Meow, 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 meow. He does not stop. 
for until you take him out of the car. You could have him in for six hours. He would continually and not run out of batteries. So, but Huey, you take Huey and you just like he's so chill. He's just like looking around, and I put him up on the back of the thing so I could film myself playing the guitar, and we drove around for maybe forty minutes. We did it twice. The first time the light wasn't good and the video wasn't, uh, the angle was not good and it just looked shit. Then, so we went out again and drove around in the same car doing the same things. And, and during that one, she just fell asleep. It was just that time of the day when kittens fall asleep. You know, the first scene where he's looking at the camera, he's the kind of cat that he's like, we call him the Hoover. Because he, he just like looks around the floor and he will eat whatever's on the floor and he just wants to eat constantly. And he'll eat anything. If you put anything in front, he'll just eat it. He might be getting a little bit more discerning now, but a few weeks ago, which is probably about a year ago in cat time when we shot the video. So you put him into position and you just gently touch his back and he just lies down. It's pretty amazing. And he puts his paws like over the top of the, the island. Yeah. And nothing moved, like nothing below the neck moved. Only his head moved. As long as you were, I had some like um, peanut butter and cat food on a, on a chopstick and I kept like feeding it into his mouth. And he just like stays perfectly still. And he'd be like, yum, yum, yum. And then I'd jump out the way and I'd film him opening and closing his mouth as he licked he would open his mouth as the tongue went round. And then we'd film that for like, he would sit there for 10 minutes, no movement, lower, below the neck, nothing. Not even a millimetre movement. So it was really easy to then take this part and then use it to deep fake. And so how did you learn about this deep fake? And like, how did you do it? It's so, it's, I mean, mm. the only, only way I know about deep fake technology is like from seeing people on Instagram spaces superimposed into music videos and from, uh, you know, the potential political siege that could come from... <laughs> from technology in the future. <laughs> yeah, so I was looking, I know a guy at Disney, I know a guy that's in this very, very high-end, world-class post house, and the post house guy was like, well, you can animate it, or there's this new technology that can maybe do it, or you can maybe deep fake it. I don't know if you can deep fake it. So I, I spoke to the, the guy at Disney and said, like, I need to make my cat sing. And he's like, I don't know, um... I can maybe get put you in touch with someone. But in the time that he took to reply to that email, I'd been searching online for deep fake. I just wrote in best deep fake in the world into Google and up popped this guy called Howley. He's from Germany and we lived in Germany and I just wrote him a nice email. His email was on his, um, I don't know where, I, got, I think I've, I searched down his email, sent him an email and like he got back 10 minutes later and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's, we've never we've never deep faked an animal and a human before. Let's see if we can do it. So then I do this thing where I feed the cat peanut butter and cat food. I mean, this literally took so long to, to do because you'd feed him it, he'd lick his lips. And every time he licked his mouth, he opened his mouth and closed his mouth when the tongue came out. So then I would take that footage and I'd go in meticulously and edit out the tongue. Like if I filmed it at like um, 60 fips, you would have the tongue just, when before it comes out to lick around the face it just pops out so you would cut there the tongue then you know 15 frames later goes all the way around and goes back in the mouth you cut there and then you take that section out and join them together so his mouth just opens and closes like 
like a like a like a flat, like a camera. I mean, there's hundreds and hundreds of cuts because he licks his lips hundreds of times, and that took like oh my god, twelve hours just to go in and just chop, 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 chop. Then you slow it all down. It doesn't go in slow motion, but it goes slow enough to to trick the the computer. Then I sing my part very locked off, and then. It's enough to trick the computer to put the two things together. And he, he didn't think it would work at first because the first things that came back just looked crazy, like weird, like uh, David Lynch kind of mad looking little monsters, really weird stuff. But then suddenly the computer started to learn, started to put it all together. And then he sent me the um, what we ended up using. And it was like, oh, my God, that's, that's amazing absolutely fascinating yeah. yeah it's very cool i hope you got loads of behind the scenes footage i would love to see these like early iteration monsters at some point <laughs> oh thank That's you cool. so much for your time this has been absolutely fascinating thank you cheers jane thanks Travis's new album, 10 Songs, is out now, and their debut album, Good Feeling, is being reissued on April 2nd. Original music by Bright Light, Bright Light. Produced by Paul Bridgewater. Thanks for listening. See you next time.